Hello, my name is Jennifer Vaughn. I'm a 50-year-old single mother of three teenagers. They are 20, 17, and 13. I've lived in California my entire life. I'm the youngest of three, and I'm a substitute teacher. I've been doing that since my divorce 12 years ago from my kid's dad, and I love it. But the reason I'm on this podcast today is to talk about how my life took a dramatic turn five years ago. On Monday, February 15th, 2016, at around 7 p.m., I received a phone call that would change my life forever. Fortunately for me, if that phone call had been 10 to 15 years earlier, I probably wouldn't be here today telling the story. I'd probably be dead. About six weeks before that phone call, I'd been feeling unwell, not much of an appetite, and I was losing some weight. I was really achy all the time. I was taking baths almost every day just to ease this ache in my body. I remember working in a science classroom one day, and when the kids went to lunch, I just needed to take a break and lay down, and there was nowhere to lay down except for this hard, cold, dirty science classroom floor. So I grabbed my backpack, moved the stool out of the way, and laid down on the floor with my knees up, and thought, my gosh, if anybody walks in this classroom and sees me, they're going to think I'm crazy. I was in a new relationship. We had been together for about a year at this point. Um, I'd been to the doctor several times over the past few weeks, and they would always just tell me that it was viral and to go home, take ibuprofen, and I should be feeling better soon. But I wasn't. And about a week before this phone call, I had started to develop fevers and chills and thrush in my mouth. So this doctor's office that I'd been going to took some blood and they got the results back and said that my blood count was low. They didn't really know what it meant. So they sent me to a specialist. They felt like at this point I needed to go to see an internal medicine doctor. I went through the weekend, just progressively getting more sick. Finally saw that doctor after the weekend. And during that appointment, we talked about many different things that this could be. We talked about it possibly being a parasite from the ocean because I had been surfing at the time. That's what I thought it was. We talked about meningitis. We talked about lupus. We talked about cancer, all of these things. And I just remember feeling terrified. Like, What is wrong with me? Three hours later, after I'd seen that doctor and had a lot of blood drawn, I could hear the concern in his voice. And of course I asked him to call me if he had any news about anything. And he said, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you've tested positive for the HIV antibody. And I know people talk about these moments in their life where everything stops and shuts down. And that's exactly what happened. I, it's just like everything went black and it was one of those moments where I could say it was the darkest moment of my life. All I could hear in my head were those letters, HIV. And I know he'd asked me if he could take an HIV test because they have to, but that went in one ear and out the other during that appointment. That wasn't at all what I thought this could be. I was like, of course, test me for everything. You know, all I could think of is what did I do wrong? My kids, oh my God, I, my kids, what have I done? I'm a horrible mother. You know, I'm a disgrace. My mom can't even help me with this. No one can help me with this. And, you know, I must have done something really bad to deserve this. I look across the room at my boyfriend at the time, and he's asking me, you know, what is the doctor saying? And I had no choice. I look at him and I just mouth HIV. And I couldn't even in that moment 
think about what that meant for our future. I could barely think straight. I didn't know a lot about HIV. I thought maybe I would die. I thought my life would be shortened. I thought I could lose my job. I mean, I honestly thought I could lose my kids. I didn't know in that moment what it meant. And I had to go to sleep that night, not knowing anything about my future or my health. I saw an infectious disease doctor the next day. And even that title, my gosh, infectious disease. I mean, that's me now. I'm walking through the doors of this place because I'm an infectious disease. I didn't have my full blood work back at the time. He wasn't aware of my T cell count or what I call my CD4 count, which is basically just my immune system, letting them know where my immune system is right now with the virus in my body. I also didn't have my viral load number. That's how much virus is in my body. So he put me on an older medication for HIV immediately, which that's a long story, but he shouldn't have done that. That pill that I was taking was huge and scary, and it made me feel even worse than I already was feeling, but I wanted to get better so bad. It's all I wanted was to get better. So I was willing to take this terrible pill. So going back a little bit from the moment I was diagnosed, it took me about 30 minutes to figure out who this may have come from. Uh, And then it took me four days to confirm it. It was an ex-boyfriend who didn't know that he had it while we were together. He found out two months after we broke up, he had given the clinic where he found out my name and number and they didn't call. I don't know why they didn't, but they didn't. And then two and a half years later, I got my diagnosis. And five days after that, I found out I had a viral load of 507,000 and a T cell count of 84 and a new diagnosis on top of the HIV. I also had AIDS. So a healthy adult has a T cell count of around 700 to 1500. Anything under 200 is considered AIDS, meaning that you are more susceptible to opportunistic infections. For me, this cough that I got within days after my diagnosis of HIV had developed and I was then diagnosed with something called PCP pneumonia, which is a very common pneumonia for HIV. And within days of that diagnosis, I became gravely ill. I looked like someone dying of AIDS. I had lost about 20 pounds from my already thin frame. I looked terrible. I needed my mom to come and take care of me and my kids. It was hard just to get up and go to the bathroom. Everything was an effort. I was having trouble breathing, but not enough to be hospitalized. It was like borderline for days. And I felt like I was literally suffocating in my house. Some good news out of all of this is that my boyfriend tested negative. In advocacy, I talk about this a lot. It's very uncommon for a woman to transmit HIV to a man. It's just basically physiology and how it has to get from one person's body to another, and it just doesn't go through intact skin. So it's very difficult for a woman to transmit it to a man. Um, There are no cases of female-to-female transmission with HIV. After about two to three weeks of taking the right medication for pneumonia and then switching HIV medications, I began to finally see a light and feel like myself again. The medication was working. And although it was a slow process, I was beginning to feel normal. And I never expected that. Once I started feeling better physically, I felt better mentally. I mean, I really couldn't believe normal was even an option. I thought I would always feel a little sick because I thought I deserved it. I really thought that it had to go hand in hand with HIV, but I didn't. I felt like myself. So 
I decided at one point that I didn't want people talking behind my back. And I wanted people to know what this was because I realized that the only thing keeping me from telling people was this shame and stigma that went along with it. And I really thought it was ridiculous. So I decided to share my story on Facebook because at that time I had about 300 high school friends and family on there. And the last they had heard is that I had pneumonia. I had not explained what kind of pneumonia it was or why it had happened. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to explain to everybody what had happened to me. And the only way to do that was to make a 30 minute video on YouTube and then take that link and upload it to my Facebook. And so I used YouTube as my platform to do that with everyone's approval, my boyfriend, my kids, my family, they were on board and very supportive. I went ahead and did it. And um, I also thought that there might be this off chance that there might be some other female out there that went through what I went through and we could connect or I could help prevent somebody else from going through what I went through and, you know, know the signs and go get tested. And so for those reasons, I thought it would be a good idea to have a video out something different than what I had seen on YouTube. Everything that I saw on YouTube was very negative and scary for HIV. And I wanted to have something that was more positive. So after a week, my video God views. It had had over a thousand views. And all I can think of was who is watching this? It was crazy because I really didn't expect it to get these views that it was getting. And basically my channel was born from that video. I started answering questions and doing more videos. I'm now at almost 55,000 subscribers. My One of my videos has 3 million views. Another one has almost 2 million. And the first video that I put out has over 600,000. As a result of my channel, getting some popularity and putting my name out there, I ended up getting into HIV advocacy. I began a private online support group for HIV positive women. So yes, I did meet those women. And um, I traveled all over the world for HIV conferences. I'm on the board for ADAP, which is the AIDS Drug Assistance Program, and I'm involved in the promotion of the U equals U campaign, which stands for undetectable equals untransmittable, meaning that people who are HIV positive, who are on medication and undetectable, meaning that their virus is at an undetectable level and even the best laboratories can't find it or what they find is at such a small amount that you cannot transmit it to somebody sexually. It's amazing information. It changes people's lives. It's a game changer, 100%. Also, my boyfriend at the time became my husband in 2019. Um, my kids have taken my diagnosis in stride. The word HIV is not taboo in my house in any way. My daughter calls me the HIV queen. But in the end, what I really want people to know about HIV and AIDS today is that it's a manageable condition. It's actually the stigma that makes this horrible. People still don't understand today how the virus is transmitted and they think it's possible to get it from sharing cups or food or shaking hands or even kissing. But the fact of the matter is, is that HIV is a very fragile virus and it takes a very special set of circumstances for it to make its way from one person's body into the other and survive. HIV is only transmitted sexually, you know, or through shared needles from mother to child through the birthing process or through breastfeeding. This is, of course, if you're untreated, no medication or through blood donations, which is a thing of the past, because since the 80s, there's been mandated screening of blood and therefore nobody is getting HIV through blood transfusions anymore. So I hope that my story makes a difference to people and will help 
them to see that HIV isn't what it used to be. It's a controllable, manageable condition today. My life expectancy hasn't changed. My health hasn't changed. The only thing that has changed is that I take a pill a day and that's it. Thanks for listening to my story.